I've got a giant, pulsating, unexplained phenomenon. The queen is a lizard. I've left bloodstains on the carpet. Top 10 saddest anime deaths. Why don't you come and explain this cryptid? Scooby-Doo monsters unleashed. I've got an unexplained sighting to show you. I'm feeling Illuminati. Give me another mystery, Daddy. Oh, this goes all the way to the top. It's a conspiracy. I've never been to school. Oh no, all my theories are leaking out of me. Ah! Those leaks are gonna ruin the upholstery. Hello again, loyal listeners. Uh, we are back. James and Amy, aka Jamie, aka Sticky Leaks, the podcast, is back for another week's worth of um, salacious debunking. Oh god, that sounds gorgeously saucy. Um, obviously, as you know, we are two great minds. We do think alike, although I think slightly more intelligently than Amy does. But Amy makes up for it in kind of goss just having having a bit more goss oh i'd say i have street smarts and amy has kind of book smarts is that fair uh yeah i'd say that i'd say that's fair like yeah and you know how like in in, what (laughs) (laughs) sorry i just glitched then um (laughs) oh like in real life, like not even digit, like not even on the podcast, yeah, just in, in real life. In real life, but I'll talk about glitching a bit later. Um, okay, fair. So yeah, I'm preempting. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm street smarts and your book smarts. Although, also at the same time, you know, in Matilda, when she's like, "You chose books and I chose looks." Mm. Um, what if you didn't choose either? <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was having. This, I had this like. Is what happened. I woke up in the middle of the night and I that's literally that's what I thought I was like because I because we always make a joke about our friend Kate choosing books and our friend Kelsey choosing looks and I literally was like uh, and then thought about it was like oh fuck I didn't choose either (laughs) (laughs) and more importantly neither of them chose us we just yeah yeah Yeah. we we just get scraps of life but we make and not many have I mean, would, I tried to set us up with that intro as like two little winners, but thanks for crashing that down, setting fire to my sails. Um, how are you, Amy? How am I? Um, I'm existing in the primordial soup of um, 2021, just getting by, conquering my chronic fatigue syndrome and just being a, a bit of a legend. Yeah. How are you? Um, yeah, I don't have chronic fatigue, aka just being lazy. Um, I am, I'm not just surviving, I'm thriving. I went out for a walk earlier. I wore a coat because it was a bit breezy. Went to a park, saw, um, just saw like the sights, saw a girl doing a really intense like hit workout in like a child's playground surrounded by children. And I was like, people, straight people, people have no shame at all in life. Like I couldn't ever imagine doing exercise outdoors let alone 
amongst children who I, I feel like I'm most afraid of in the world. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm mostly okay. Had like, I had one of those things where I woke up at like 6am this morning and had like a flare up of the existentials. Do you know, do you ever get that? Where you just, yeah. you're like suddenly like incredibly aware of everything. Then you fall back asleep and then you wake up again and you're absolutely fine. <laughs> love to be a human existing yeah. in the world today yeah i had a dream last night where um i was at a dinner party and it turned out to be like a proper cannibalism dinner party and Ooh. but like the most like disgusting kind of cannibalism so there were like people tied up with their like limbs going like septic and gangrenous and like they'd like chop a limb off when it was like full of pus and flies and maggots and like serve it up on plates okay um so that's what my unconscious is doing right now there's quite a lot to unpack in there i think i reckon like a dream psychologist should come on this show and like analyze that and i bet even though that's like disgusting and morbid and kind of seems to have like really deadly implications for you i reckon she'd just be like nah just you're just tired and it would it would actually mean anything at all, and like the really like banal dreams actually make you the other most sinister. I reckon that's true. Yeah, I mean every every dream I have that ends in me crying in Big Sainsbury's, which is like six out sixty percent of my dreams, um, I think are actually more psychologically damaging than like actual like horror dreams. So... Fair, because that's your recurring place to go to, isn't it? Big yeah. Sainsbury's. Yeah. Mine is like um, being put in a situation where I have to drive a car. That's my recurring dream because I'm really scared <laughs> of driving a car. <laughs> and it's always like um, someone's been injured and I have to drive the car back. And like it's like kind of piloting like a really fast shopping trolley and it's skidding everywhere and I can't do the bends. And it t- I go into like a river or something like that's my main my mainstay, oh, which I'm sure means I've got like commitment issues or something. I don't know. But or yeah, you're just gay and can't drive. Or that, yeah, I suppose that's true too. Ugh. Also, I was thinking, by the way, do you know how we're sticky leaks and we're kind of like we're taking the imagery of like those kind of like anon four chan people for our mm. cover art? Because I was thinking earlier, like this was running through my head like a thousand beats per second whilst I was listening to the song "Lip Gloss" by Charlie XCX. Um, <laughs> What if, because you know how they're they, like anonymous, their kind of like tagline is we are legion. Maybe we should be, we should have ours be like, we have lesions. <laughs> <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> yeah, I like is that. Is that content? <laughs> that is oh, brilliant. hashtag content. Put that and we definitely both do. Oh my God, I've got so many lesions like everywhere. Like I've been under the knife so many times. I've got surgery scars, like, all over my bod. So. Under the knife, plenty of strife. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just saw one single magpie. That doesn't bode well, does it? (laughs) Fuck. Um, No, I I, honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, we've all, you've been through my bowel journey with me. My, um. Yeah. (laughs) All sorts of issues going on down there. Get, like, that year I took off of, like, boys and sex for, like, my own mental health. And then had sex with like one boy and he immediately gave me like HPV. <laughs> and I had like a year, no, like a year's worth. I think it lasted a year of having like repeated um, anal warts. 
That was fun. That they then had to like freeze off, didn't they? Freeze off, yeah, like frozen too. Little Elsa in my asshole. What did I call it? Like being eaten out by the Night King. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. But like, it was kind of like the film teeth. But mm. like the reverse and and boy. And gay yeah. and boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what you deserve, really. Like. Yeah, I mean, you know. I didn't obviously have sex with anyone whilst I had this because that would be irresponsible of me. But I do kind of think it would be like um, ribbed for his pleasure. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, what are you solving this week, Amy? Well, um, I, as you know, have a degree um, in science. Mm -hmm. um, and that particular Broadly science, science, yeah. Well, that particular strain of science is known as psychology. Um, and it's been a good 10 years since um, I was, you know, under the, under the studentship of, of some psychology professors yeah um, and I was kind of missing it and so um I have been provided with a dossier on <laughs> one of the uh, most infamous mind control experiments and programs in our modern history um and so Britain's I got thought talent. um it's actually loose women um, <laughs> good morning um, Britain commentary <laughs> the telegraph oh um so i'm actually going to tell you today about mk ultra and which of course stands it's... for myline class ultra which is her well... brand of uh, <laughs> hair straighteners well i i was going to talk about this actually because i've seen people sort of talk about mk ultra online and for a really 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 long time i thought it either stood for milton Keynes football team um <laughs> or i also i also thought it was um m like do you remember the shop mk1 no D did you not have what like okay mk1 was like a high street like shop in the early noughties that was a bit like tammy um, or Peacocks, like it was like a low budge, um, like kids shop. And I remember when I was younger, I thought I saw um, a child get abducted in MK <laughs> Maidenhead. <laughs> and I remember, oh my God. Like, yeah, so I remember when I was like 16 and I was like in the midst of like my first proper mental breakdown and I was going to see this like insane psychologist who uh, revealed to me halfway through a session that she was also Nikki Graham's psychologist. Which oh my is God, massively yes. against, like, like privacy guidelines for um, counsellors. I like, mean, she shouldn't have I, done know that. It, I know it's, like, against, like, patient-doctor confidentiality, but wouldn't you have a brag too? I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, oh God, I've always gone round, like, I've always gone round saying um, that I had the same um, psychologist as, um, as Nikki Graham. And I also had the same, I was in the same uh, psychiatric hospital place as Amy Winehouse. So, um, mm. you know, we've, we've got connections. Um, obviously, my psychologist when I was younger, like, obviously wasn't that good because A, she tried to put us in family therapy, which was a whole, a whole experience for the Neils. Uh, of um, course, of course. <laughs> uh, but also because when she like she was bragging about being Nikki Graham's psychologist and said that she recognized her 
because she heard her screaming on Big Brother and was like, I heard that scream before. <laughs> so Wait, so she, she wasn't even watching the programme, she just heard it from no, like, afar. No, she just heard, she heard Nikki Graham screaming and was like... Through her neighbour's wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> so her own psychologist didn't know she'd applied for a reality TV show programme. Yep. Yeah, yep. okay. The duty of care is off the, off the charts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, quite Davina has a lot to answer to. Fucking Did you see the other day, actually, Davina McCall tweeted that, like, after the whole Sarah Everard thing, that, like, um, well, it's not men's fault, is it? It's not all men. And that was Davina's oh, hot take. God, I and I was like, like, and like, to this point, I've always loved Davina McCall, because, obviously because of Big Brother, but also because I kind of wish she was my mum. And I had to unfollow her. I've always seen her, her as my mum as well. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like bad taste. Can't be having that. Um, so, yeah, I, anyway, I was talking about my psych- psychologist because I remember um, sh- we once like talked about, I can't remember what we were talking about, but like d- during a therapy session, it dredged up a memory of me being in MK1 in Maidenhead Town Centre with like our neighbours, like the neighbour's daughter and her mum. And we were going shopping and I swear to God, I saw a child get abducted and like the child was like kicking and screaming, being like, um, you're not my mum, you're not my mum. And being dragged out the shop. And, and, and what did you do, Amy? Did you just sit by and eat a pack of nothing. squares, did you? Nothing. I did nothing because I was so scared. Because um, I always, I was always terrified when I was younger of being abducted by like a man in a white van. Um, mm. And so whenever we were like playing in the cul-de-sac that I live and a car came down to like turn around, um, I would scream and run inside. Like I was so scared. <laughs> and like in that moment where I could have prevented an abduction, I did nothing. And so I had this breakthrough in my therapy appointment and came home and I was like, mum, I, I think I've worked out like why I'm mentally ill. Like, because I saw an abduction and I didn't do anything. And yeah, it turned out it wasn't. Turned out it was just bipolar. And oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I never heard anything about a child getting abducted. So I imagine it's one of those things that like you're having a tantrum when you're a kid and you're like, mum's trying to get you in line and then you just start shouting all like sorts of horrible stuff at her. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was that was my experience of, of MK1 when I was um, a child. And that's why I thought that... Um, MK Ultra was somehow linked, but when I was handed these dossiers, I realised that uh, MK Ultra is its whole like individual thing. So, MK Ultra is um, a program of human experiments that were done on human subjects by the CIA in America, um, and it was organised through the Office of Scientific intelligence and coordinated through the u.s army biological warfare laboratories fun i know sexy isn't it so still science biological warfare to me that always just implies zombies i'm or i guess like it's or it's like them releasing like i don't know a deadly virus into the population nudge nudge wink to me it's like toxic waste and toxic gas two things i'm Um, well disciplined in Exactly. As a fellow IBS sufferer, I can, I can relate. Um, so MK Ultra gets its name. So MK means that the project was sponsored by the CIA's technical services staff. So all of their projects start with MK. And Ultra means it's the most really good. secret. 
<laughs> so like back in World War II, anything that was labeled ultra was like the most secret classification of intelligence. So like this is ultra, ultra, ultra secret. Well, it's um, not that fucking secret, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone and their nan's fucking talking about it now. The world's worst kept secret. Can I ask, um, is but, this... Yeah, so... What, um, is this what Stranger Things is kind of loosely based on? Is that the vibe? Like, experimenting I on kids? I haven't seen Stranger Things. Okay, you're literally the only person in the world who hasn't seen Stranger Things. Okay, I forgot I was talking to a fucking nerd. No, nerds like it because it's science fiction, isn't it? No, but it's like one of those ones that like transcends out like Game of Thrones where everyone's just watched it because we're just humans in the world. We'll just meet, meet on sofas watching it. Whereas you've yeah. been clearly, I don't know, out and about playing The Sims or something. I've just been watching Blue Peter instead. Um, yeah. That's, that's my thing. Did you um, know, can I tell you a, a well, fun fact about Blue Peter really quickly? Go on then. Um, there was an episode of Blue Peter that aired like a few years back, like a, re- a repeat of it or whatever that um had zero viewers <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so funny <laughs> anyway go on tell me about your story um okay so yeah um it was officially sanctioned in 1953 and continued until all throughout the 50s and 60s and then it was like officially stopped in 1973 so we're talking about like 50s 60s um in america Mm -hmm. um and it's like origin was that it was set up to continue some of the work that world war ii era japan and nazi concentration camps did on testing on human subjects so like (laughs) yeah like these horrific horrific war crimes um where they just used humans to experiment on they were continued and actually like some of the americans brought nazis to america to support cia officers on how to use lethal gas on people so oh, cool it had <laughs> had pretty fucking murky beginnings and it was headed by a guy called sydney gottlieb who is an august leo oh my god can i just tell you also sorry to keep interrupting but um, no, okay. Mick's surname is Gottlieb and they have the same birthday as me, a.k.a. they're also an August Leo, so. Oh my God, an MK, Mick. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God, what I what think, oh my God, Mick is MK Ultra. <laughs> she is a mind control experiment. Yeah, okay, that's an interesting theory that we can, we can discuss. Um, so essentially what MK Ultra was trying to do was and sydney was kind of like head of head of this uh where they were you they were trying to identify and develop drugs and procedures for brainwashing and psychological torture um so this was specifically in response to like the cold war and the soviet bloc and they were specifically wanting to use them against the soviets in response to like alleged mind control techniques that the soviets were using um as well as the chinese and uh north koreans used on u.s prisoners of war during the korean war and the usa was like we want to get in on this and develop our own methods to manipulate foreign leaders because why the hell not so like during this time there was like a massive amount of paranoia in the usa where the usa had lost its nuclear monopoly they were terrified of communism and apparently give it a go babe i know right so just try it on (laughs) um apparently russia had 
like discovered LSD and tried to buy up the world supply of LSD and the Americans <laughs> were like hang on a minute you have communism and you have hallucinogenic drugs no one could possibly be that happy so they decided they were gonna get in there first like they were like right Russia's ordering all these drugs we need to get involved because we want to get there first personally I think living under communism but with drugs to make things f- more fun I can't think of like any any problems with that, right? I mean, yeah, like America, it's like the equivalent of like America being like a boring mum and then like going through the supermarket and like looking in someone else's shopping basket and being like, okay, what's her what's her vibe? What's her deal? I want to get yeah. me a piece of that. Yeah, it's like when everyone starts talking about like Bitcoin and stuff, and like all these guys are just like, right, I've got to get into stocks and I've got to get into Bitcoin because I don't want to lose out. Like, boring. Just just be, be original. <laughs> Can I tell you that my dad today hasn't contacted me in ages and then, like, sent me, like, to join some fucking bank app or something so he can get some money. And he was like, it's a great way to invest in cryptocurrency. And, like, <laughs> dad, f- from what you know of me, do you think I give a fuck about cryptocurrency? Are you kidding? <laughs> Why would I give a shit? Bitcoin? Fuck off. I have had Bitcoin explained to me by so many men and I still, I just, every time someone explains it to me, my mind just goes like completely blank and I don't listen and I still don't know what it is and I it's don't just, care. I, I literally couldn't give less of a fuck. It's that like the NFT thing as well. That like, um, <sighs> what like the art that exists on digital, aka Google yeah, Images. That's called screenshots. Yeah. I literally, literally don't get it. But anyway. It's literally something... The burden of not being a nerd, I suppose. The burden of being... Exactly. A cool cool teen jock, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, back to MK Ultra. Um, (laughs) They... (laughs) Hello, I'm Gillian McKeith. You know that really weird little Scottish lady from the telly? You know the one. I like to fiddle with people's shit. That's me. It might come as a shock to you, but I have absolutely no basis in science whatsoever. That's right, I'm no dietitian, I'm no expert, I'm no weird nutritionist, no, I'm just a mad fucking nutjob. And that's why I'm adding my voice to the growing movement of anti-maskers. Now you might be saying, Gillian, you built your entire career off the back of ostensibly caring about people's health. Well not anymore, I'm absolutely fucking fed up of wearing a mask. I don't care that it helps prevent spreading a deadly virus that's killed over 100,000 people in this country alone. No. I actually do believe that it's my human right to be able to go to the cinema and watch Peter Rabbit 2 with my mask off. And 100,000 dead? I've not heard of it. I've not seen 100,000 dead. And I check the internet every day for my sources. I'm a scientist-ish. You know, I go on Facebook Marketplace, Instagram Marketplace, and RateMyPoo.com. I don't see anything about it there. It's not real. I don't believe it. I want to go and see Peter Rabbit too, and I want to have the full experience. I want people to see my mouth. I want people to see the little kernels of popcorn in my teeth. I like to scream. I like to really scream when I'm in the cinema, and that rabbit really just riles me up. You know, he's got James Corden's voice, and I love James Corden. Oh, I do. I don't like many things in this life. I don't like fat people, but I do like James Corden, and I want to scream, scream at the top of my lungs with little bits of popcorn in my mouth at Peter Rabbit. Of that naughty, naughty little CGI rabbit. I'm gonna go mad if I if I can't express myself. If people can't see my mouth and teeth while I'm watching Peter Rabbit too, then I will commit a murder. This is the crux of the anti-masker movement. It's me wanting to get steamy with a little money. 
with a wee little bunny with James Corden's voice. Yes, this is what all anti-maskers want. This is what all anti-vaxxers want. It all boils down to this. Me screaming, screaming in a parents and child screening of Peter Rabbit 2. My mask off. My bra off. My little tits out. Shit everywhere. This is what it all boils down to. This is anti-mask. Please support the movement now. Go to www.facebook.com and then just join literally any group. It'll give you all the information you need. We'll see you at Parliament Square probably next weekend, weekend after, weekend after that until we get what we want, which is for me, Gillian McKeith, completely stark naked, no mask, no nothing, covered in shit, watching Peter Rabbit 2. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, it's Tina Barrett here. What do you mean? What do you mean, Tina who? Tina! You know, Tina Barrett! Tina! Tina! Brunette Tina! No, not that one. This one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tina. Yeah, yeah, from S Club. Yeah, yeah. What What do you mean who's that? I'm Tina. The talented one. The gorgeous one. The dancer. The stage presence. The mystique. The not racist. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, as I said, I'm Tina Barrett. And I've got a message for everyone out there who thinks they've got it rough. Have you? Your parents undermining your life choices? Can't get a text back from someone you only pity swiped on when you were drunk? Think you're worth more than the eight hours you spend staring at Microsoft Outlook and fielding passive-aggressive emails from people CCing your boss in? Right, well, yeah, fair enough. Your life does sound shit, to be honest. But as I said, I'm Tina Barrett, and I'm just here to tell Sticky Leaks listeners... Just get over it. Honestly, just get over it. I carried six other people on my flexible back for the best part of the late 90s. And whilst all the others are still off touring student unions, being in Spy Kids and doing speeches at EDL marches, what am I doing? Nothing. Because despite being the talent that is Tina fucking Barrett, no one gives a shit about me. So like, I'm just getting over it. And honestly, I think you should just get over it too. I'm literally not being paid to do this. I'm just sick of everyone whining about their life being boring when they could be me. Honestly, fuck you all. Fuck off. Get over it. They were (laughs) um, claiming that all of these experiments were looking into how the Soviets might brainwash people. And like brainwash sort of like confessions out of people and and coerce things, um, but actually their primary research goal was interrogation and torture, like how they could use um, kind of. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like... Shock. <laughs> America know, pointing right? the finger and being like, "Look how terrible they are!" Whilst they're literally stabbing people and electrocuting children. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So like. I'm gonna say here wasn't wasn't a great thing um actually quite bad you heard it here first hot take um, of the day so <laughs> their aims were that they wanted to produce a perfect truth drug so that they could interrogate spies during the cold war so they wanted to like find out whether they could use uh, hallucinogenic substances to make people like reveal secrets 
Um, and there was also a project called the Perfect Concussion Programme, where they tried to use frequency sound blasts that couldn't be heard by normal humans to erase people's memory and put them into concussion so that they could <laughs> like wipe people's memories and things. Uh, in 1955, um, an MK Ultra document gives an indication of, of what they were doing, and it refers to a study of an assortment of mind-altering substances. So there are 17 in total kind of different studies that they were doing, and I'm going to read out some of them, because they're pretty fucking mad. So they were looking into substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient could be discredited in public. Right. Um, they were looking into materials which will produce signs and symptoms of recognised diseases in a reversible way so that they may be used for malingering, etc. So, like, could you induce a disease that would get people into, like, hospitals and would get people to be able to access those types of things? Substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture and coercion during interrogation and so-called brainwashing. Um, mm -hmm. substances which uh, produce physical disablement such as paralysis of the leg uh, of the legs and acute anemia substances which will produce euphoria with no subsequent letdown so like can you get people high without a come down which i would argue is actually very useful research okay yeah god's work god's work uh, up until now i was like okay this is actually so bad but now i'm like okay i get it fair exactly um, substances which alter personality structure in such a way that you become dependent on someone else and <laughs> substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts which to be honest capitalism i'm honestly like, now starting to think that all these things have already been done to me because i'm a horrendously dependent lazy unambitious freak yeah like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not don't a, don't argue with me, Amy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, some of them you can kind of see, well, actually, like, if they found this, like, pure euphoria without the come down, great. Yeah, I mean, I get that one. I, like, that's so, that's, like, honestly cool with me. Have a fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Play God, baby. So, essentially, they're, like, yeah, and essentially they're just looking at, like, trying to find these substances that would do this, and they discovered well they didn't discover but they ended up getting really into lsd um <laughs> <laughs> as we have all done in our past at some point so sydney gottlieb who's the guy who's running um mk ultra was got mixed a chemist, got mixed dad a chemist and he was like, right, I think LSD holds the key here. So he started loads of experiments where he administered LSD. And his kind of main first experiments were uh, administering it to, and I quote, mental patients, prisoners, drug, drug addicts and sex workers, people who could not fight back. Oh, cool. And this started quite a lot of like really really horrendous experiments where like they would take these vulnerable people and give them lsd for a long time so like there was one patient who was a psychiatric patient in kentucky who was given lsd every day for 174 days fuck and literally just like went absolutely fucking batshit insane because it would you'd 
yeah, I can't even imagine. But they weren't only set to kind of give them to these, I guess, what you could call like controlled participants. Um, Obviously, there was no consent in this, Mm. but they also decided that they were going to give LSD to CIA employees, military personnel, doctors, and the general public to see their reactions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So... This was um, done without the subject's knowledge or informed consent, which is a violation of the Nuremberg Code, which was set up after World War II to stop the shit from happening. And the aim of this was to find drugs which would bring about kind of deep confessions or wipe someone's mind clean. So so they'd obviously got used to giving people LSD in kind of specific experiments, but they also realised that it would have different effects if people took it in the course of their normal lives. So they um, started just giving it to people at work. So um, they gave it to everyone in the technical services department of the CIA. And (laughs) people would sit in a room like absolutely pinging off their tits and just taking notes about each other's behaviour. And (laughs) outside, and then after them, other people within the organisation and within government would be drugged with no explanation. And I quote, acid trips became something of an occupational hazard amongst the CIA. Which I, I feel like out of like every profession, other than maybe like childcare, you probably wouldn't want people in the CIA to just be like high off their tits at work, would you? I mean, it's not ideal, I suppose. People with access to like nuclear codes um, and top secret information just sort of being pranging out and paranoid and terrified. It's not yeah, like the especially... best idea. Yeah, especially during a time of, like, such anxiety. Oh, it was during the Moldy Coldy? Cold War? Yeah. Oh, fair play. (laughs) Honestly, someone slammed the door too hard, you just fucking bomb Russia. Yeah, like, you'd press that big red button, wouldn't you? Like, I would. I'd be so tempted all the time. Yeah, Any bloody excuse. Exactly, and that's even without LSD. Give me a fucking tab and then I'm... I'm pressing no, that's just I'm my playful there. nature. That's <laughs> what happens when you put a, a, an August Leo in charge of things. That's why no um, one does. Yeah, I, they shouldn't, honestly. That's why I'm, I'm destined to earn £25,000 for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's my tip-top limit. Keep in your place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they were doing all sorts of experiments. There was one particularly awful one where they set up several brothels in San Francisco because they wanted to find subjects that they knew had done something but would be too embarrassed to talk about it. Um, So they started up a scheme called Operation Midnight Climax, which is exactly what you think. Um, So they got these brothels and in the brothels they had like one-way mirrors or two-way mirrors and would give men who visited the brothel LSD, watch them have sex with a sex worker, and then question them afterwards and tried to get them to reveal what they'd done. And these people, like, didn't know that they were being watched. And, like, obviously everyone was treated really badly. Um, It had literally no oversight. And apparently CIA agents were just going to these brothels, sitting behind the mirror, like it was a viewing party. These are just random random people or pre-selected random people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, okay. 
<laughs> yeah um so it's pretty bad and they yeah so they were doing all of these secret operations like in the name of of like doing this research but it basically just turned into a big free-for-all where all these cia agents were just getting off their tits all the time in the name of science which like is not dissimilar to like my experience of university um, but, uh, <laughs> i think the like the main difference here is that i wasn't torturing anyone i mean like, not knowingly <laughs> I mean, I was torturing people who had to be around me by being forcing them to be friends with me. But That's where I was going that, with that one. I yeah. wasn't doing much harm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Relatively, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, we're, the CIA at this point is putting LSD literally everywhere. Um, one guy who works um, for the CIA received LSD in his morning coffee and... <laughs> became psychotic and ran across Washington claiming to see a monster in every passing car. Like, it was just, it was just mad. And there's a really famous guy called Frank Olson who was an army chemist. Um, And he worked with the CIA and he'd become increasingly concerned about what was going on. And (laughs) as you might... (laughs) Doing the absolute bare minimum, isn't it, really? Yeah. (laughs) Like... I think that might be unethical. Like, <laughs> at what stage? Like, like at you're what level? You're already an army chemist. You've, you've forged your career, like, knowing that you're going to be involved in some kind of biological warfare. Let's be real. And this clearly but isn't, he... like, day two of this stuff. This is, like, day 5,000 or something. Like, yeah. They've, like, they've managed was... to get through a, a lot of things, do a lot of terrible things against the Human Rights Act to random people unknowingly. And this guy finally yeah. decides to step in. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, guys, I'm not really sure that this is moral. And he asked to resign. And <laughs> Who asks to resign? Like, you you just would resign, wouldn't you? But um, the CIA then covertly dosed him with LSD, and he'd never taken it before. Um, and they gave him so much that he plunged his death from a window of a hotel in New York, 10 stories up, because they thought that he knew too much and... Right, I see. Okay. So, yeah. So even if you do the bare minimum and you, like, bring this up, if they think you know too much, you just... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's not great. So, yeah, there was lots of weird shit going on. But after all of these LSD experiments researchers (laughs) said it was too unpredictable and they (laughs) had to give up the idea that it was and i i quote the secret that was going to unlock the universe so they were like yeah maybe it's just maybe it's just there for a good time and and not to be used as a as a weapon and they and by by the early 60s they'd developed even stronger hallucinogens which they were using on people they also used experimented with hypnosis in the early 50s experimental goals included the creation of hypnotically induced anxieties which i don't think you need hypnosis to do that like just go to maths class like that (laughs) it'll do it for you oh my god Um, Yeah, they also looked into experiments with MDMA, mescaline, heroin, barbiturates, meth and magic mushrooms, which sounds like my gap year in Australia, to be honest. Um, (laughs) It does, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, they should have just got some teens involved. Um, I mean, they did do loads of tests on students at universities and there were quite a lot of like notable people who got involved as students. So the guy who wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Hunter of the Grateful Dead, the Unabomber and Allen Ginsberg all took LSD as part of like student trials. That sounds like some straight dude's like ideal dinner party. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And like, this is like, I found it really interesting. Like when I was at uni and like you do like lots of like reading into psychological studies like the vast majority of um participants unless you're like looking at a specific demographic are university students because to be able to like run these studies they basically just recruit from a pool of of students so pretty much every like major psychological study is done using (laughs) students so like are they replicable in everyday society if they're just on like privileged middle class, generally white men? So oh, like, yeah. yeah, even if they had given them LSD and and stuff, and maybe that worked in in some ways, like those people probably had a bit more like resilience than other parts of um, the gen I pop. Guess. Yeah. However, it wasn't just into um, hallucinogens that they were experimenting with. There was also research into electroconvulsive shock therapy, um, as well as putting people in comas. Mm. So there was this guy called Donald Cameron, who was a British psychiatrist, and he was paid by the CIA to do experiments on mentally ill people by putting them in comas and playing loops of noise at them for months. And when they woke up, <laughs> they like forgot who they were, they couldn't use the toilet, they thought that their interrogators were their parents, and it was all really, really terrible. They were generally like psychiatric patients, so people who'd gone into the hospital for like depression or anxiety and were then just like tested on. And during this time, this guy, Donald Cameron, became the first chairman of the World Psychiatric Association and also <sighs> the president of the American and the Canadian Psychiatric Associations. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And his experiments were paralleled by a psychiatrist at St. Thomas's Hospital in London. And they're mostly <laughs> now kind of seen as a form of torture. I'm, what year was this just, again? Um, so this was in the 60s. That... <laughs> really isn't that long ago is it (laughs) not long ago at all that's within our parents lifetime yeah and like there were so many like horrific experiments going on at this time like ones where they would deprive children of of comfort and stuff um so they could study them if you think this guy is head of the governing bodies of psychiatric research so if he's doing all this stuff, like, just imagine all the shit that's going on with other people who need to get, like, ethics passed by that body. And he thinks that, like, this kind of torture is fine. It's just wild. Cut to modern day when you embark on your BC- BSC. Exactly. And you're and like... I just do a little, <laughs> a little study on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, you, you made us all do our Myers-Briggs. Um, yeah, that's true. I brought and... that gift to you. Well, yeah, we and we've tortured many people since by asking them what their Myers Briggs is and telling them all about our Myers Briggs, in the most kind of in the name nar- of science, in the name of science, and also the name of pure vapid narcissism. I mean, which is obviously classic um, ENFP for me. So, yeah, um, and I'm an ENFJ, and we are the most manipulative signs. I think we're just very good at getting people to do what we want. There you go. Um, so yeah. 
I am a scientist. Um, yeah, so all of this ended um, in the 70s. There was this big kind of scandal called the Watergate scandal. Nixon's administrations tried to get into the Democratic Committee's headquarters at Washington DC's office building and steal all their documents so they could kind of work on the election campaign. And they got found out and there was a government-wide panic that like all of these documents had, had been seen and they were being kind of looked at. And so the CIA director, Richard Helms, was like, oh shit, we're going to get found out. They're going to realise that we're doing all of these horrific human rights atrocities. And he ordered all MKUltra files to be destroyed. So it's like that kind of like pact that you have with your mate where they have to destroy all your porn if you die suddenly. There was like this enormous panic <laughs> to, to delete all It's these the same documents. thing really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> the same. <laughs> but... 20,000 documents survived the purge as they'd been incorrectly stored. So this is a lesson in doing your paperwork properly. And that's how we know that kind of all of these things were going on because they didn't destroy the evidence properly. So this was stolen then later on. Is that right? The the, uh, the reason we know about it now is because it was stolen. No, it's because the documents... There were 20,000 documents that weren't destroyed. So they destroyed loads of them. Those not destroyed documents were, were stolen found. by found by someone. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like they found them and they kind of released the details of them, and there are still kind of things coming out now. So like when this happened, investigators found some things. They started interviewing people, and Sidney Gottlieb had retired two years earlier and was like brought in for questioning and said he couldn't remember what they were doing. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> convenient maybe they got him eventually but yeah they started doing some research and uncovered some of the experiments and deaths including frank olsen's the guy that was drugged for kind of saying that he was a bit concerned about what was going on Mm. and the cia had to acknowledge that there was like little scientific rationale that none of the agents were qualified scientific observers they were just like all pitching in (laughs) and just having a laugh it's, lit- it's like the literal like embodiment of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. It just seems like the most chaotic nonsense ever. Like, I mean, human rights abuses aside, those people who knew that that wasn't going to happen to them probably had like a bit of a laugh. Like, oh, let's like, I'm pissed off at that guy. Let's put some LSD in his coffee and see what happens. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm sh- ultimate boys club, isn't it? It's such a boys club. God, everything really does boil down to heterosexual men are fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> like everything literally everything in human history boils down to that (laughs) (laughs) crush the one percent crush them (laughs) you give all of these men like a little bit of power and they just go absolutely like batshit on it like you don't need to do the Stanford prison experiment to to watch this happen you can just see it play out and like apparently there are all these lads parties where they took lsd or like spiked people with lsd um and went to go and watch the brothels in the name of science but it was just like them turning up with beers and pizza watching people visit brothels and then questioning them afterwards it was like horrific Um, (laughs) i mean like, (laughs) like and you just think like this like the cia these were people in positions of power and like extreme quote, power quote, intelligence yeah these uh, protected by these. the state and like exactly the, maybe the royal experiment all along was just to see just how bad cis white straight men are and the answer is very 
Like, I mean, you can literally just give a random dude, like, a fucking police license, a bouncer's license, and they become fucking pieces of shit, beat up innocent people, do whatever they want, slightest slither of power. You know, you're running for a bus and, like, a straight, white, cis, crusty man, like, sees you running and just shuts the door and drives off. Like, that's that Mm. as well. That's exerted. That's Mm. the real poison in in society. Toxic masculinity. Whoa! There's my hot take. Scorching, even. You have solved this. Um, I actually think I have. Yeah. I'm not. Really, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hear anything else. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna zone out for the next twenty minutes, Amy. Good. Well, hello there. I'm Burly Honey Bear, Winnie the Pooh. Ever wondered why I don't wear pants? Well, it's because a big bear like me has a ferocious appetite for getting shagged at any opportunity I can get. Hey. Christopher Robin once said to me that he'd had enough of lubing up his 12-inch cock every hour of the day to pummel my guts out and said I should go to therapy. But I'm a man, so that's not going to happen. So instead I took matters into my own sticky hands and opened up my very own dungeon of depravity. The Honeypot! Down here at the Honeypot, You can swing by for a fisting any hour of the day with some of my most famous friends. For the price of no pounds a session, you can come and get topped by Tigger, have rabbits carried in any orifice you choose, or if you're really lucky, Bossy Bottom Piglet will let you come all over his curly little tail. Anyone's welcome down at the honeypot as my appetite is voracious and unrelenting. But I've got a special offer just for Sticky Leaks listeners. <laughs> Sticky Leaks listeners are invited to a one-off VIP event where I'll be inviting some of my most fuckable friends to come and taste the sweet honey too. For one night only, you can get your nips clamped by my crustacean friend Sebastian, have a spit roast with my oldest queer friends Timon and Pumba, or let Pinocchio lie his way into your large intestine. <laughs> you won't want to miss out on the raw carnal energy I've harnessed, or me in a harness for that matter, and that's why you should come down to the honeypot as soon as you can. Please come now! <laughs> Are you overlooked at work? Dressed like shit? Can't catch a dick? Well, honey, do we have a revolutionary new thing for you to do. It's called screaming until there's blood come out. Screaming until there's blood come out is a revolutionary new technique employed by working moms, gals, and crazy old ladies all over the world. They love it. They just love it. All they can talk about is screaming until there's blood come out. Can't read my new book about screaming till this blood come out. It's written by me, an actual fucking monster, and you can get it if you come to my personal address and give me 5,000 euros, and also a wink, and also a smile, bitch. Why don't you smile sometime, you fuck bitch? Anyway, come into my house and give me that money, and I will give you a book that tells you how to scream until there's blood come out. Heads will be turning sweetie. You will get noticed, and you will find the man of your dreams, but you will stay in all of your clothing. Um, yeah, so it's, like, pretty fucking awful. Um, and they're still revealing 
new uh, details. So in December 2018, there was a declassified document, including a letter to an unidentified doctor um, discussing work on six dogs that they also tested uh, or also did experiments on that were made to run, turn, stop via remote control and brain implants and like all sorts of like weird shit that was going on. And if you think about the fact that, yeah, so there's over 150 projects overall and the majority of the files were destroyed. These are just the ones we know about. Like, Jesus. it's very scary. And you can totally see why, like, conspiracy theorists get kind of obsessed with, like, the mystery and mystique around it. So I guess there's enough here to say that the MK Ultra program was a thing and was responsible for fucking up loads of people's lives. So, like, actually, where is the conspiracy here? Yeah, there's not any doubt, is there? Because this was actually found. There is no conspiracy. This is what they actually did. This is just well, history. Exactly, exactly. So this, this, the kind of historical, like, mid-century um, stuff that was going on is pretty much proven to have happened. And so, yeah, there's lots of kind of conspiracy talk around MKUltra, but actually, it's been brought into the present day and there is a conspiracy around it that kind of brings it up to date so this all happened in 50s and 60s and 70s but let's leave that there knowing that like absolute atrocities were happening in in the cia and let's fast forward to the present day where if you'll have been around conspiracy theorists on the internet um you will know that many people have noticed that some of the US's biggest stars so Cardi B, Lady Gaga, Beyoncé, Kourtney Kardashian, Britney Spears have all seemed to I'm sorry glitch. you put Kourtney Kardashian in that list. <laughs> 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 I think you just fucking yeah. glitch mate. <laughs> I mean I could not pick Kourtney Kardashian out of a lineup. I don't think she could either babe. <laughs> Um, well, I'm including her there because she's been seen to glitch as if they're like triggered by something when appearing in public. So Cardi B has been seen on the red carpet of the Grammys uh, in 2018. She's doing an interview and she appears to like, like, it's really weird. If you watch the video, she's just doing a normal interview and then she just glitches and her it's almost like her face does like this weird factory reset and she just like stares for a few seconds in a complete opposite direction and then her like handler or publicist says it's good it's good it's good like three times and she regains consciousness and like snaps out of it and continues the interview and Kourtney Kardashian is giving is giving an interview and someone mentioned something and her hand does this like really weird thing where it like seizes up and like it's almost like she's having like a like mini like kind of fit in her hand at the mention of something like people on the internet all see these types of things as like a glitch in the system there's another example where beyonce is is seen with jay-z in 2014 at a basketball game and for like a couple of minutes her head just starts moving really weirdly from side to side and it appears as though she's like in a trance moving um to music but there's no music playing and it lasts for like quite a long time um and people's kind of theories and this general consensus is that there's some kind of powerful group of people who are brainwashing celebrities and are using them and mind controlling them and these glitches are when their brain starts to fight against the programming so like 
something will trigger their memory and they will have traumatic flashbacks to this to this programming and this mind control and you see these in in the glitches where their like bodies take over and so this is how people kind of link what's going on with power and celebrity back to this mk ultra program oh i see so, so there's the conspiracy yeah bet- so the conspiracy <laughs> is actually that All not these, only like- were these things happening but um it worked it's kind of still going on and it's worked and these experiments are still happening they just went underground and are used to control the massive celebrities and to like control society so like (laughs) one big example (laughs) one big example is britney spears they have complete control over britney spears and britney was used by the bush era to have like a big breakdown or a big story whenever anything was happening that could draw people's attention to the government and that the government were using Britney Spears as like a distraction and like so when she shaved her head she was like distracting people's attention from what the government were doing what was happening at that time into like 2007 or whatever I mean Um, apart from like the Iraq war or whatever was that then I don't know I don't yeah I don't know the exacts of it but it was it was during that time Obama didn't come in until 2008 did he yeah I think yeah Britney, so, was, Britney yeah. was like pro Bush wasn't she at the time yeah I think so I think so but yeah the like there's this kind of assumption that um they're kind of being used as like these like weird <laughs> I could kind of I can imagine like um <laughs> like all these like big massive celebrities at Beyonce like glitching out and everyone like speculating about it and then like Rita Ora's just kind of like oh yeah me too and like does like a little like <laughs> little head twitch is like oh my god like oh my god it's glitching what are they gonna make me do oh, it's like oh my god and everyone like literally no one's paying attention <laughs> i mean she walked the streets of london gigantic and no one gave a fuck so yeah that's true i guess it's like when um upcoming instagram influencers pretend they're being sponsored by big brands by putting, skin- like skinny diet tea yeah um won't want to waste the spice the, babes authentic yeah, and um, Roseanne Barr, the famous loudmouth, um, admitted in a TV interview... Amy, how old are you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, she admitted in a TV interview in 2013 that, I quote, MKUltra mind control rules Hollywood. She later elaborated on her comments, saying, yeah, it sounds insane, she said. But do you think it sounds insane that a message bounces off a satellite and goes everywhere in the world at the same second? We live with that kind of technology. Isn't she the one that took loads of sleeping medication and then, like, tweeted something racist? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Cool. Just just, just like... wanting to clear that up. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's, like, obviously, like, the perfect witness to all, to all of this. Yeah. But, yeah, there's this, like, kind of well-trodden, like, thought or conspiracy that like Hollywood is being controlled by mind control. To what end? Uh, experiments. Oh, well, I suppose to distract people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to distract people. I think it's also like, I love that. This... I love that the government made WAP then. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> They're trying to get the birth rate up after. Like, oh, after the, the slouch from COVID. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, ma- that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Biden put what that together in an after- afternoon. Out? Like, what, um... What was, like... I oh know, what was Trump era? 
What was wasn't it? Yeah, but like, what month was it? Because like, what kind of star signs were they trying to conceive? That's my question. Oh, let me look quickly. Hey Siri, when did WAP come out? Sorry, it's my assistant. Megan the Stallion. By Cardi B oh, you'll never guess. Seventh of August, two thousand and twenty. Fucking seventh of August, Leo season, of course. Ooh. So that would mean that. Wait, September, October, November, on? December, January, February, March, April. Oh, you want Aries, like this kind of time. Shit. Aries okay. babies. Oh my God, my friend Tom just had a baby niece. Oh my God, she's a WAP mind control baby. Oh my oh. God. We're going to have a, a bunch of WAP control, <laughs> mind controlled Aries running around. That's no good. <laughs> Some hot headed no little, hot head little rams running everywhere. Yeah. And worse, if they're born a bit early, Pisces. Mind-controlled Pisces. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just imagine. Yeah. I, I, I won't. I refuse to. <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous and inhumane. That's what I say. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of main conspiracy theory. And I guess there's a reasonable explanation for this in kind of seeing these celebs glitching. Is that actually these kind of people are also probably massively traumatised from other things. Like Britney's dad, like ruining her life and her mental health problems. Yeah. Like... Yes, she's been mind controlled um, and that's actually been through abuse. And, you know, like people dissociate all the time. Like if you've ever been to therapy, you've had like one of those moments where like something horrific has been dredged up and you kind of like sit there blinking for a bit or like, you know, and you remember something like late at night and you're just like, ah, fuck. That is something that could quite easily happen. Like this idea of like, MK Ultra being given to the hands of online conspiracy theorists who are obsessed with this idea that like Hollywood is controlled by like powerful forces, mm. which it is. But I guess the softening of this MK Ultra thing from something that was genuinely an institutional cover up of like horrific human rights abuses has like now become this fodder for thinking about celebrities and mind control and it feels like fantastical. And I guess people want to focus on this idea of like it being celebrities controlled by the state rather than accepting that there's like awful corruption in their country's very recent history. Okay. Well, I mean, fair. I mean, it's funny that like we always fiction, well, not fictionalize, we kind of put in our movies and TV shows and stuff like that about like Nazi scientists and evil experiments done behind the Iron Curtain and in Nazi Germany. Like, I watched one the other day called Overlord or something about, like, Nazi zombies. And, like, this stuff is so prevalent in our culture. But, Mm. I mean, we are no better, if not worse, than those people. And I say we because, pretty much, I'm sure we were fucking complicit too. Oh, yeah. Like, as I said, this shit was going on in London at the same time. I mean, it, it obviously benefits our governments for them to make these theories fantastical and put them on like some kind of weird Illuminati nonsense that makes it feel like it, it's beyond government. It's kind of some kind of like Illuminati, yeah. QAnon, secret, high stakes cover up thing when really it was just horrible, horrible cunts who still probably yeah. are, you know, no better than the people working in the CIA today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that kind of wanting to believe something fantastical than facing the actual truth of how corrupt and how horrific your government are when you like love your country and respect your intelligence services and your government and stuff isn't it just so So, weird that american children pledge allegiance to the flag every day that's so weird it's so weird isn't it 
It's so weird. And I went to a baseball game in Texas when we went on holiday um, to go and visit our friends who'd moved there. And, like, they played the national anthem and, like, everyone stood up and put their hand over their heart. And I just did it to copy them because I thought it was funny. And I got (laughs) whispered at being like, you can't do that, you're not an American. So bizarre. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fucking hell. Like, I I bleed red, white, and blue. We're like rabid about our royal family, but I don't think it's to like that same extent. Or maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I'm just blinkered by the fact that I am British. But I mean, growing up, like I remember seeing Americans on TV and always not thinking it was true. Like thinking that like how fanatical they were about America was like a joke or like it was it was like acting or something. And it took mm. me like a while to realize that that's how people actually behaved, and I thought that was absolutely fucking bizarre. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we are, you know, we're, I mean, we're definitely going down that route. What's that weird thing they put in, like, Union Jackson on all buildings and all bullshit like that? I don't know. Oh, this <sighs> is horrible, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, we created them. We, like, yeah, that that kind of rampant sense of, like, nationalism came from the people that settled there from, from Europe. So, you know, well, it is yeah. kind of our fault. But, like, it, the white it does Christian seem to West. Take gorgeous yeah um so okay so we've got like mk ultra the the government scheme that actually happened and then we've got this like weird fantastical celebrity focused idea that celebrities are under mind control and i was like i was kind of looking at this and i was like how on earth do you get from one to the other you've got this like really shady past and these like top secret experiments. And then you've got people assuming that like Britney Spears and Beyonce are glitching. Um, Mm. So I was like, there has to be a link somewhere. And then the dossier presented itself to me. And I actually realized that it was staring me right in the face all along. Go on. Um, So I have an exclusive in that I have solved how it got from this top secret CIA thing to being something that plagues many of America's biggest celebrities. And I realised it was staring me right in the face all along. And it was, kind of going back to our first conversation about this, the initials MK. Because I think MK is, is weird. Weird initials, right? And actually those initials are shared by a man called Michael Knowles, a power-hungry <laughs> Capricorn the father of Beyonce, a Virgo. Oh. So there is a video of Beyonce glitching in the system and it's not it's not easily explained. And I believe that her father had something to do with it. So Michael Knowles was at university during the 70s when all of these things were going on. And once he finished university, he began his career in the sales of medical equipment, notably in neurological or uh, neurosurgical sales where he sold CT and MRI diagnostic equipment. So these are brain scanners that are used for monitoring how minds work. <laughs> oh, minds is in mind control. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Michael Knowles. Wait, you uh, sure it's Michael Knowles, Michael Knowles and not Michael Kors? Just, just, are you, are you definitely sure about that? I'm definitely 100% sure. Okay, I'm just so it's not my... Sure. Yeah, I, I just like, didn't want to be my cause. Oh, no, that's fair. Like, okay, you yeah. keep your watch in your bag. Don't worry. Oh, I it's will. It's fine. I'm clutching it to my chest uh, as we that's, speak. That's, 
that's a whole different kind of mind control. So yeah, he's a power hungry Capricorn. And we know him as this pushy father who literally had a child who he trained up to become the superstar we know as Beyonce. But he spent a long time selling neurosurgical equipment and being really involved in MRI scanning and all of that kind of stuff. But at some point he changed his career very bizarrely to music, like becoming a producer. So he left this job that he was really successful in when he had his children and became a music producer. And we know him well by his intense management of his daughter, Beyonce, Mm. who then became this powerful celebrity. And I think inarguably one of the most powerful celebrities in America. Probably the most, um, yeah. Yeah. And I I think that we can we can look into Beyonce and Michael's relationship through a couple of her songs. And I think Beyonce, ever the obedient Virgo, is dropping us hints through the power of song. So she has a song called Daddy. And the beginning of this song talks about memories. Beyonce says, remember that. In this line, I'll read you some of the lyrics and you'll, and you'll see some of these crumbs like come to, come to fruition. I appreciate what you do. You've given me so much security. You understood my biz and you protected me. I treasure every extraordinary memory. No matter how much pain I'm in, I would be okay. I get so emotional, daddy every time I think of you. Christ. And then the chorus says, daddy, 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 over and over again. (laughs) Which arguably sounds like it could be Beyonce. About her daddy. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I, I wanted to draw your attention to these words like remember, security, uh, memory, understanding my business and protecting me being in pain um and i think these are lyrics that allude to the fact that her dad was um involved in some kind of mind control experiment where he's he's kind of using beyonce's memories and this this uh song came out in around like 2009 um and we know that shortly after that uh beyonce and her father mk had a big falling out and she kind of stopped her her dad from being involved in her career and i wonder it was kind of at this time that she was becoming more and more powerful and you know there were lots of like suggestions that she might be involved in the illuminati Mm. um and i wonder whether she had been informed of her father's mind control experiments and needed to put a stop to it because actually if you look into a later song about her dad her song daddy lessons um actually what Beyonce is doing is she's showing a darker side to Michael Knowles. So I'll read you a few lyrics from Daddy Lessons. Oh, such a good song. Came into this world, Daddy's little girl, and Daddy made a soldier out of me. Soldier, involved in the army. Mm. Some of those techniques were performed on prisoners of war. Clever. Daddy liked his whiskey with his tea, spiking a hot drink. Just like how Frank Olsen died. <laughs> with his, <laughs> with, Any relation with his to Mary-Kate and Ashley, by the way? Do we know? Uh, we can probably assume so, yes. I don't so, think yes. so, but I'm sure there is a connection there. With his gun and his head held high. Sounds like someone who's been involved in coercion. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do when trouble comes to town and men like me come around. And this 
is Beyonce telling us that her dad's warning her that he's one of the bad guys. Mm. And she also says, Daddy made me fight. It wasn't always right. So there you have it. Oh Beyonce's telling us that actually the key to MK Ultra coming from that kind of period in the 60s and 70s when he was at university through to mind control experiments and entering the world of celebrity and mind control and celebrities was through the businessman, coach and entrepreneur Michael Knowles. So yes, the MK Ultra program did happen. It was horrific and it was the result of men having too much power as per usual and having the government sanctioned ability to run medical trials without any monitoring. But the glitches in today's celebrities, well, I think those were all due to Michael Knowles bringing his savvy business and neurological mind and breaking into the world of celebrities. But I think what Michael Knowles didn't know was he didn't anticipate the power of his Virgo daughter put a stop to it and to warn the world before it was too late so there you have it there's the official opening and closing of the case of the mk ultra experiments michael knowles ultra michael knowles ultra not to be confused with michael kors ultra which is probably like a membership scheme yeah, uh, Michael Kors, if you're listening and you want to sponsor, you know what to oh, I'm do. sure he will. I'm sure he'll reach out after that, after we've cleared his name. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't want to just, you know, point the finger. We want to clear people who are innocent, right? I mean, it must have been very similar to when Ian Watkins from, uh, H from aka H from Steps, was wrongfully accused of uh, paedophilia because of Ian Watkins from Lost Profits <laughs> all coming out. I'm sure Michael Kors probably feels the same way about Michael Knowles. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's it's good we've cleared um, an innocent man to continue making hideous bags. Yeah, I yeah I think that's you know if you want to leave this podcast with with one thought it is that you know clearing the name of Michael Kors who yeah. until about ten minutes ago I wasn't I didn't really think about the impact that it had on on his life actually yeah and that's given me something to think about. Oh, I'm glad you've taken that away at least. Mm. And an innocent man rides into the sunset. Exactly. And yeah, has has the future that so many people involved in those mind experiments like didn't have. There you go. At least some good came out of it all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got Beyonce out of it. So um, yeah, and we got some lovely handbags. (laughs) So yeah, they they have it like it's quite it's quite dark, I would say Mm. this um, this program. But, um... <laughs> Are you saying that the, the CIA mind control experiments is quite dark? <laughs> <laughs> There's my hot take for the day. Christ. <laughs> well, thanks for that, yeah. Amy. Good to have that cleared up, to be honest. No props. You Could are go welcome. into Stranger Things season four with a bit more knowledge now. There you go. I've given you that gift. Thank you. Um, Appreciate and it. And yeah, um, I hope you'll like think about this the next time you decide to put some lsd in your coffee or someone else's or someone else's against their will don't do what michael knowles does i am like the first thing i'm going to do after this lockdown ends is spike your coffee with lsd (laughs) honestly save me from the prison of my own mind spike your tizer i think that'd be really fun let's give me some great ideas thanks amy no worries no worries 
if anyone wants to do some mind control on me, I am absolutely there for it. I'm sick to death of living in my own brain. Same. Like, even if it gets to the point where you're torturing me, like, it can't <laughs> be worse than the torture of everyday life. So, well, yeah, they I'm up exactly, for it. exactly. So, <laughs> well, there we have it. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> no worries. Another um, mystery solved. Another Thanks to Sticky Leaks. Put to bed. Thanks to yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Leaks. <laughs> AKA Beyonce and Michael. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Amy. TTYL, BRB. You're welcome. CYA. CIA. Uh, Oh my God.